The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Good. Hey everyone, welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. We talk culture, social media, trends, and all the stuff that drives your digital kids. Some things you may know about, but fair warning, most you don't. Let's jump into your kid's secret life. I'm your host on this crazy journey, Lisa Good. It's February 2021. Can you believe it? Let's kick off with something funny. What is written on Steve Jobs' tombstone? Ready? I came, I saw, I conquered, I left, I came back, I think different, I Mac, iPod, iTunes, iPhone, iPad, iCloud, I-R-I-P. Okay, I know, corny. That's for all my Mac people out there. Now this show is going to be packed with a lot of tech news, so buckle up and let's get going. Up first is a kid's smartwatch that has a hidden back door that allows some people to take camera snapshots, wiretap voice calls, and track their locations in real time. Oh my goodness, did I mention it's a kid's smartwatch? Wow, it's the X4 smartwatch marketed by Explora. It's the number one kid's watch in the UK and it was just launched here in the U.S. last November. After its launch in the U.S., two researchers at a security company decided to try out the watch and test its security. Now this watch runs about $200 and it uses the Android OS platform. Now what these guys found is that the watch, which is made in China and has about 24 apps pre-installed on it, out of which 19 of those apps are developed by a Chinese cybersecurity and data collection company called QHO 360. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I don't want to offend anybody. The data that is able to be captured from your kids without your permission or you even knowing that it's being captured is being sent to an Explora server. Now just the existence of an undocumented backdoor in a watch from a country with known record for espionage hacks on the U.S. is kind of concerning. But before you get too freaked out, the company is rolling out a patch to fix the issue. Now this watch is only for sale directly through the Explora website and of course on Amazon. So you'll know if you have one. And if you do, make sure you've updated your kid's watch. If you want additional peace of mind or if you're like me, just toss it and get a different watch. Verizon offers one that's not an Apple Watch, so you don't have to fork out, you know, 800 bucks. And there's also one called TikTok. Yes, like the crazy app, kind of, that your kids love, but it's no relation. 
It's also available on Amazon and it works with all mobile service providers. But seriously, ditch the Explora watch. Now talking about kids, let's chat about a twist in virtual learning that's happening in the U.S. right now. Before I cover this, I want to say that the only way you know if this is going on with your kids, if they're doing virtual school, is to either ask them or to sit in on their classes. Now I'm sure that not all teachers or all schools are doing this, so just don't jump to a conclusion without talking to your kids or your friendly teachers. The newest trend since the beginning of this year, this just started, for virtual learning is some teachers are asking their students to turn off their video camera after they have checked in or gone through attendance roll call. Now you would think that the teachers would want the students to keep their cameras on so that they can make sure that they are engaged and paying attention, right? Or maybe it's just the mom and me that wants to see their eyeballs looking at me. I don't know. At any rate, this new trend is about saving the environment and reducing their carbon footprint. Here's how the climate mandate is making its way into the virtual schools. Kids are being taught that they should recognize the power of collective action in reducing the environmental footprint of the internet to avoid paving an irreversible path to an unsustainable digital world. So they should turn off their camera. Yes, I did just say that. All of that. That's what they're telling our kids. Now, in case you're like me and scratching your head, this information is coming from the Ivy League colleges who are putting out studies on the internet and its environmental costs. It's quite interesting. I would really like to see a study, not bought and paid for by the tech companies, on what all the screen time, gaming, and social media has done for our kids mentally and physically. I mean, with the pandemic lockdowns and the virtual schooling, more kids have spent more time online over the past year. More parents have loosened up their screen time restrictions. I get it. They're inside and they're going crazy. So you want to let them have more game time and you want them to hang out on social media now more than ever just so they can have more of like a normal connection with their friends. And after all, that's what all the experts have told us that we should do, right? So why then are our kids more depressed and more are committing suicide in the last year than in the past two years combined? I'd like to see a study on that. But okay, back to the turn off your camera to protect the environment. The way this was explained to me by a teacher when I asked how they explain this to kids was this. Are you guys ready? She said, we use analogies to help kids understand this because it's complex. And of course I was thinking, um, yeah, it sounds complex and it sounds like something else too, but I'm not going to say it. One of the examples, this one of the examples she gave me that they use is kids can easily grasp is the way to help the environment is to make better food choices. So if you decide to eat chicken instead of steak, that reduces your carbon footprint. But if you eat vegetarian, that will reduce your carbon footprint even more. She actually said this all with a straight face. And I said, hmm, okay, I, I just gotta ask. So is it because cow farts are bigger than chicken farts or what? And if you go vegetarian, you're still eating eggs and cheese, which you need animals to make, right? So now you have even more animals to create all that food for all these people. 
or doesn't that count on the environmental impact? Um, okay, so I'm all for protecting the environment. I don't want to get anybody get the wrong idea. I think that littering is a horrible idea. I think we can do better with recycling and some other things. But seriously, an unsustainable digital world, I'm not buying it for the reason they're pushing it. Let's just say I'm on the naughty friends list now. <laughs> so, so where is this going with your kids? Well, you may want to ask your kids about this new climate information. If their teachers are bringing this up and your kids are all for it and think it's great, then I think this would be a great time to say, are you ready? Awesome, I'm on board. Let's save the environment and reduce our carbon footprint. We'll start right now by eliminating all of your social media except one account. And that one account, you're only allowed to use for one hour a week. And we're gonna cut all your gaming to one hour a week as well. Now, make sure that you're videoing this conversation and try to keep an absolute serious and straight face because it's gonna get really funny when your kids get to talk. And if you're super brave and aren't afraid of backlash, you could post it online. And I'm serious, that would be like the viral video hit of the year. Okay, like it would, but I don't recommend you do that. Seriously, the cancel culture will come for you and it is not pretty. No, and on a serious note, you may wanna talk to your kids about what they're learning if they're still doing virtual school or even if they're in school some of what they're learning it might surprise you all right it's been at least two weeks since we talked about TikTok challenges maybe i should mark that in a calendar as the longest streak yet but when it comes to social media all good things must come to an end and so i bring you the newest latest trend or challenge that kids are participating in it's called the silhouette challenge no, this isn't the black and white face portrait challenge that some of you may be thinking of. This challenge has users posing in sexy positions and places, sometimes in the nude, and using filters to make the clips look like they were taken in a dark room with a black light or other colored filters. Now, here's what you should know as a parent. If your kids, especially your girls, are doing this challenge, there are ways that people can download the image or video and edit it to remove the filter. Now, just to be clear, there's no way that people can remove the red filter. Uh, that's the one that's really popular they're using once it's applied to their TikTok videos. But there are methods that you can use to edit the video once you've downloaded it to remove the filter out and make the picture more clear. If you're really good with Photoshop, which I am, it's really not that difficult. Now, some of these edited images have been reposted to Twitter and Instagram without the original poster's permission, of course. There's a Reddit thread detailing how to remove a red filter and a Twitter account called at red light remover, both of which have currently been removed, but I'm sure it's just a matter of time and they'll pop back up again with a different name. And right now, one of the most popular Google searches is how to remove the red filter. This should let you know how many people are trying to take advantage of this challenge, which makes sense since most of the participants of this challenge are girls. As is with everything TikTok, this challenge is raising conversations about consent. One of the comments that I saw was this one. 
And this was the direct comment. Asking women why they did the silhouette challenge if they didn't want the filter stripped and their nudes posted without their consent is the exact same thing as asking why someone went to a party dressed in a certain way if they didn't want to be assaulted. Assaulted, sorry. That was, that was the exact quote. And I agree with the lady who said that. But here's the reality. There are bad people in the world and you can't control them. But you can control you. You can control what you post, what you say, and what you do, and the image you put out. And when it comes to technology, you are free to choose what you do with it and what you post. But guess what? You're not free to choose the consequences. In this trend's case, if you post that steamy picture or video on a public social media site, you can't control who can do what with it. That's it. That's the bottom line. That's the real world our kids live in. And pretending that they can post what they want and then be angry about the consequences, well, that's not helping them. It's really better to teach them that they should be very mindful about what they post because of the fact they can't control what others do with it. And from one parent to another, if you've seen any of these silhouette videos, it's not something I want my girls to participate in or copy. To see these young girls intentionally creating sexy videos to get attention, it's actually quite sad. It, it makes them look cheap. And honestly, it also subconsciously tells their mind that the only way that they're able to get attention is to be risque or provocative. And I believe our girls deserve better. And so do our boys. And that has to start with us and what we are teaching and modeling for them. If you've got kids and they're on TikTok, please be involved in what they're watching and posting and have those serious culture conversations because culture bleeds into technology. You can't separate the two. If you're not talking to them, I promise you the internet is, and so are their friends and the social media companies, and you may not like what they're saying. So be involved and get active. All right, I'm gonna take a quick break. Stay tuned for our next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Welcome back. Let's start with a joke. What do you call having your grandma on speed dial? Instagram. <laughs> I know. Corny, corny. I know. That's all I got in me. On a more serious note, I've talked in the past about the various TikTok challenges. The cinnamon challenge, the ghost challenge, the driving cha-cha challenge, and the Benadryl challenge, all of which are dangerous and have killed some kids. I've also mentioned that a lot of times these challenges pop up and then they fade away for a while and then they come back and seem to gain more traction and go viral. I personally think it's because of COVID and everyone's spending so much more time online. A few weeks ago, one of those challenges made a comeback and not in a good way. It's called the blackout challenge, where you film yourself strangling yourself 
and see how long you can go before you quote unquote black out. Yes, kids and adults really do this and actually post the videos on TikTok. A 10 year old in Italy just a few weeks ago has died from this challenge and it's bringing fresh scrutiny to TikTok as well as having Italy ban the app for underage kids. Because of course, she's 10. She's not even supposed to be on the platform until she's 13, right? So that's the real problem. There isn't a real age verification system for TikTok. So it's easy for kids to create accounts without their parents' knowledge. And if their parents aren't monitoring their activity, and depending on how you have your parental controls set up, or if you're using outside monitoring software, your kids can still go around that and can still be on TikTok. Look, I'm not a fan of kids on social media by any stretch. My position on social media has always been, I don't think it's a great idea, but you have to do what you think is best for your kids and I'm here to help you with that. Since the pandemic and what I've seen kids experience online, my position has gone from that to this. We don't let kids smoke or buy cigarettes until they're a certain age. They're also not allowed to drink or buy alcohol until a certain age. Why in the world are we giving them access to something that's just as addicting and just as a deadly? Do you know how many kids attempt suicide or kill themselves because of online activity? Do you know how many have attempted suicide in the past year? It's frightening. Now, I know most parents don't want to wage that war. The war of no social media until you're out of high school, and I get it. And it's easy to blame social media because, let's face it, they don't care about your kids, like not one iota. All they care about and their primary goal for existence is making a boatload of money collecting all your data and selling it. But it's not all social media's fault. If you're gonna let your kids onto the social media gaming chat forum battlefield, then you better have some fortifications in place. That would be monitoring and parental controls, and you should send them out with battle armor on. That would be the how to engage with people, when to not engage, what to do if fill in the blank happens, because there's all kind of stuff that happens online You've got to have a strategy and a plan and you have to look at the plan often because the enemy is quick and can outmaneuver you and your kids before you say, oh, time out. You have to remember that you're playing on their home turf. It doesn't matter if the device is yours. You're on their platform, you agreed to their rules and the other people out there, the bad people, well, they know the rules. They also know how to beat them and they are master manipulators. And that's the harsh truth. You know, not so long ago, all kids needed to feel like a pop star was like to be on their bed, jumping around their bed with hairbrush as their microphone, or, you know, hanging out with some friends with a karaoke machine if they were lucky, and a few simple dance moves, and they were just happy. Well, that's not how today's kids work. In today's digital world, thanks to social media, the stage is a lot bigger, it's huge and every kid wants to be on that stage. So here are three questions you should ask yourself 
if your kids are on TikTok, no matter how old they are, whether they're 13 or they're 17. One, is their profile public? You know, it's great that TikTok has put in those new parental controls where features for younger kids are turned off. We covered that last week. But for kids, that's the entire reason they want to be on the platform, whether they tell you that or not. They want to get noticed. They want to be the next TikTok viral sensation. Now, you may want to check and make sure that your child hasn't lied about their age to have a larger audience or that they haven't created a second account so that you don't that you don't know about. Now, before you say, oh, my kid would never do that. Come on, think back. You were a kid. I'm sure you broke some of the rules. Now, you want to make sure that they don't have an account where they're posting videos that can be seen and commented on by the hundreds of millions of TikTokers and you don't know about it. You want to find that out now, sooner than later. Number two, do you know what they're doing? Now, most kids don't want you to see their lip syncing, sexy dance performances. I can just tell you, no, they don't. And I'm going to be honest, you probably don't want to see that. Do you know what your kids are watching? You may be surprised and shocked to find out that they just watched a video of a group of tween girls stab another girl over a fight about a boy in a Walmart in Louisiana. Yes, that's out there and it's circulating. And as fast as TikTok and Instagram and Facebook pull them down, the videos keep coming back. You've got to be prepared that they're going to see sex, murder, suicide, and a host of other topics that you probably don't want to discuss just yet. If your kids are on TikTok, you absolutely should be on TikTok, and you absolutely have to have these kind of conversations. In fact, that's the only way you can implement TikTok's parental controls is you have to have your own account. It's kind of sneaky if you think about it because they're forcing you to have an account to monitor your child. But I digress. All right, number three, why are they using TikTok? Now, this one is a challenge for parents because most parents think that TikTok is just a bunch of fun dance videos. And honestly, that's not the case. You may want to ask why your kids want on this platform. And besides the, all my friends are there, I have to be there answer, try to dig a little deeper. One of the things I encourage you to ask your kids is this. How would you feel if this video of you was performed in the reception area of your school or we put it on the big screen at the next Nashville Predators or Titans game with the world watching? Now, you can fill in, you know, their favorite sports team or place that they enjoy. I just gave you the example. Then you also want to remind them that not only would their video be seen by everybody, but total strangers could save the video and show it again and again and again to everyone anytime during their life. And are they okay with that? That is what you have to be okay with when you agree to let your kids on social media. You have to be okay with that because nothing goes away, nothing is deleted, and there is someone somewhere that has saved that poster video and it will come back out, I promise you. It's normally at a time when your kids or you would least expect it. And this isn't just true for kids, it's true for adults as well. And I'm gonna give you an example. 
A nurse on TikTok who had 1.7 million followers did a video encouraging young people to wait until marriage to have sex. She said it was one way to help avoid getting a sexually transmitted disease. Well, I'm sure you can guess the backlash was fierce. She was accused of sex shaming, imposing her morals on patients, and of course, then it happened. The cancel culture came for her. She deleted the video, but that wasn't good enough. Nope. Now, for everyone in Nashville listening to this, this will hit home for you. What the mob did was find out what her real name was, where she worked. Then they posted her real name, her phone number, her employer, and her employer's phone number, and they posted it on Twitter, Instagram, all over the place. And then they also tagged the hospital that she worked at just for good measure to make sure that they would see her personal TikTok video that they grabbed because after being threatened with harm, she removed the video. This young lady worked at St. Thomas in Nashville. Notice I said worked, not works with an S. Whether or not you believe that kids should wait to have sex, do you think it's okay that people saved her TikTok, then called on a social media mob who doesn't agree with her personal opinion, then posted nasty messages, I've read them, they're really vile, threats of harm, and then got her fired. One of the ironies on this is one of the main accounts that did this, that pursued this and got her doxxed and canceled. This is what this girl had in her bio. As often as possible, be gentle and kind. Do you think that was gentle and kind what she did? They've impacted this girl's life so much that she's deleted all of her accounts and she's off the grid. Now, she wasn't encouraging kids to do drugs. She wasn't encouraging them to, uh, you know, drop out of school. She didn't say anything related to race. She was just encouraging people to think and wait before they have sex. What world do we live in where it's okay to ruin someone's life for spreading a positive message? I mean, I don't know how, hey, you might want to think and, and wait before you do that is not a positive message. And how is it that you think that it's a deadly message? I'm just confused. The reality is, this is what your kids and you, if you're on social media, you have to be okay with if you venture out into the minefield of social media. Anyone, anywhere who doesn't like what you say, who maybe doesn't agree with your views, can hide behind a monitor and a keyboard and destroy you. They can take away your livelihood, your career, your ability to provide for yourself and your family with just a few clicks of a mouse. It's hard for most of us to wrap our head around why someone would do this because we wouldn't do this to someone else. I wouldn't do that to someone else. Most of the people listening to me would never do that to somebody else. You know why? Because we live by something called the golden rule. We treat others how we want to be treated. Well, guess what? In the digital world, there is no such thing. There is no golden rule. It doesn't exist. There are people online who live to destroy others. It's their pastime. I've named it social hunting. 
they are out for a kill and they enjoy the adrenaline rush they get when they destroy someone else's life. It's real. I hate to say that, but it's very real. And as long as we have social media, it's not going to go away. That's just a fact of life and that's the fact that you have to live with when you play on that field. I encourage you to make sure that your kids are prepared before you let them wander out into the digital battlefield. Waging the war of, hey, you might wait until you're older to have social media. It might be worth it. Yes, it's going to be difficult. I'm not going to lie, but it it's going to be worth it. And in the long run, your kids will thank you. Well, that's going to wrap up another show. And until next week, remember, parenting in today's digital world is challenging and difficult, but you can do this. I hope everyone has a great week. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free Cyber Alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.